This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar! Welcome to the Bedpost Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Aaron Pym. And I'm the producer of the Theatrical Variety Show. I forgot for a second or something. <laughs> I'm the producer of the Theatrical Variety Show, the Bedpost Sex Show. Here at the podcast, I like to invite guests and performers from the stage show and beyond into the studio to indulge me in a more in-depth conversation about sex and sexuality. And this week, I have a super special guest that uh, actually hasn't been on my show yet, but I did a show with her, and I'm like, you're so cool. (laughs) So please welcome to the stage. Yep. Holly Wider, she is a performer, actress, and producer, and uh, we have a lot of really fun things to talk about. Hi, Holly. Hello. Hi, Erin. <laughs> How's it going? Good. I'm very happy you introduced me as cool, because I don't think I've ever gotten that before, so I feel, oh, so I feel good. cool. Yeah. Feeling cool. Feeling cool. Yeah. <laughs> so we did a show together. Yes. Coco Galore's yeah, Kiss, Kiss and Tell, which was her inaugural yeah, the first yeah, show, the first, right? Yeah, the uh, first of hopefully that was the pilot. Yep, yeah, pilot episode. The soft open because mm-hmm, yeah. I, I I actually do think it was a soft open because she was like I didn't really tell too many people about it because I didn't know oh. uh, what it was going to be like. Right. Well, they had a great turnout for it being the first show in eleven p.m. You know, and it was a great people. show. Yeah, it was so good. I loved it, and why I wanted you here was because you t- told in your story, I mean, I mean, you tell me mm-hmm. yeah. about your orientation. Yeah, about, sure. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Yeah. So uh, in the story and also just in my life, I identify. <laughs> not just yeah, in the story. Not just in the story. <laughs> I, made it, I made it dramatic. No, uh, I identify as asexual. Right. Uh, and that's also something that I was very nervous about for the show because I don't, openly talk about my sexuality very often, and I, I'm getting more and more to terms with it, and I just actually took a one-person writing workshop, yes. one-person show writing workshop about writing towards making a show about my sexuality, because I do think it's a very important thing to talk about, especially because so many people will say that, and they'll be like, okay, but what does that mean? Yeah, but what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I was also very nervous for the show, because there were people that I know in the audience that I am acquaintances with who I don't talk openly about because not, not, people don't often talk about sex and sexuality, which is why you have this podcast, yeah, which is awesome. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, it's not like something that I just, you know, toot my own trumpet around and be like, look at me, I'm asexual. Like, <laughs> so I was very nervous, but also excited to share that story um, in front of this audience. And also I was very happy that Coco had asked me because she, I, I did a stand-up show a few months ago and um, Daphne, who's also on the show. Daphne uh, Joseph. Asked, Daphne Shout Joseph. Shout out. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, she was also performing in the stand-up show and I did a, a little section about my sexuality, and it was so funny because it was like a room full of just like frat white boys, uh-huh. and I was just like, "You don't get it!" Like they, you could clearly, it. they were so confused. And I was like, "Well, this isn't hitting, but it's not anything to do with me." And Daphne came up after and asked if I was 
still like doing stand up other places and I was like I don't know I didn't really play and I don't really do stand up very often because it's very scary. Yes, uh, oh my god, <laughs> I would never do stand up. Yeah, well, yeah, I know. I've tried various times and I'm like why do I keep doing this to myself? And I have two stand up shows booked already and I'm like why am I anyway, that's another story. Um and so then she asked me about it and she's like, "You know, I know a lot of like safe uh, LGBTQ spaces and women like friendly spaces that you should like try out and I was like I don't know so I'm assuming she talked to Coco about it who then approached me about her show and she was like we just want everyone on the spectrum so please come and share your story and I was like okay Uh, are you ready I'm gonna just go full out so uh, I did uh, tell a story about three different sexual encounters that I had with three strangers yes yeah Okay, just let's let's. Do you want to just talk about mm-hmm. asexuality yes. first? Let's just, start. Yeah, cause let's start like, basic. Otherwise, we're gonna confuse people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's uh, start basic. Yeah. yeah. So again, I didn't discover it until I was twenty-two. Mm-hmm. So it, how old are you now? I'm twenty-six. Twenty-six. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and yeah, it did take me a very long time. I was very confused in high school. I didn't really have a lot of friends, but also I just like I just thought there was something wrong with me. Um, and then I was able to discover what asexuality is, which is basically that I don't, uh, find anyone sexually attractive Mm -hmm. in any, any way. Like I'm not sexually attracted to a human person Mm -hmm. or animal. I I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Any living, living, known living. Sexual attraction is not a thing that I have in my body. Um, and I just, yeah, I, for a long time I didn't understand it. I'd see people cause I, I thought there was something wrong with me and I, would see people who were sexually attracted to people, and I just didn't get what they were saying. Because, again, people don't talk about it. It's that, like, taboo thing of, like, oh, I'm really attracted to this person, and I didn't get that it was, like, a sexual thing, because people would just be like, yeah, I, I like this person. I'm like, how? Like, I don't understand. What does that mean? Like, Yeah, I'm like, you don't hang out with them. How do you like them? Like, you don't know anything about them. What? So it was just, like, very weird space I was in for a good part of my growing up childhood, adulthood, um, adolescence, I guess. And then, yeah, eventually I watched a documentary about, I think it was just called Asexuality. I don't even remember. How did you come across Um, it? My best friend, who is the best person in the world to me. Um, And she found it, and it was on Netflix. I don't Mm. think it's there anymore, but she was like, we should watch this. And we were just hanging out with her. And I don't watch documentaries. And I was like, why? Why are we watching this? <laughs> why are we watching this? And she's like, I don't know. I just think, I don't know. I just think, I've heard great things. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. So we watched it. And I was like, oh. And I think she afterwards asked, like, oh, do you, like, feel, like, what do you feel? What, what did you, you think? think about the documentary, <laughs> yeah, Holly? No, I never, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Very much being like, hey, <laughs> hey, I think this will help you. Um, and even afterwards, for, like, a few months, I was like, no, I don't, I don't think that's, I don't know, I still feel weird about it, because it is a spectrum, and in the documentary itself, there is one woman who identifies as asexual and aromantic, which is doesn't feel a romantic attraction. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel that way. Like, I personally identify as biromantic, which is, like, uh, romantic with all, I guess, um, female and male. Um, and genders, yeah. Genders, yeah, all genders. Um, and... I didn't, like, I didn't really understand where she was coming from, because it was like, then then you're completely closed off, but I guess that's how she identified, and so I only saw that side of it, and not really, like, the large thing of it, and then then I did some more research, and there's, like, a great uh, forum online called AVEN, A-V-E-N, which is, like, an asexual forum that is just open to anyone who identifies as such, and they have, like, information on asexuality as well as, like, forums that you can comment on and, like, different sides of it, like, uh, 
how, yeah, just different ways that you can identify and different groups and different people. And it's, it's great. It's a great site. I just didn't delve too far into it because the internet can be a scary place. <laughs> uh, but it is, it was a great resource just to kind of like test my footing, I guess, in that sense. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, so that's. That's how what it means to me, I guess. Mm -hmm. That's your asexuality. Yeah. yeah. So asexual, but biromantic. Yes. So what are, I guess, what are the differences between being romantic with someone, mm -hmm. you know, and being sexual with someone? Yeah. Um, I am still trying to figure it out. Yeah, 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 of course. Of <laughs> I course. think everyone is. And I think uh, in... Society, I don't know if I could define yeah. it. I'm like legit asking yeah, you. I'm I like, mean, okay. Yeah, what? Yeah. Yeah. And I think even society, right, is we just kind of put... Um, intimacy, romance, and sex all in the same category. Yes. So it's like if you're with someone, all three, all of these things are one thing. Yeah. When they are all separate things. And th I think that's very hard for some people to grasp because, again, growing up and through school, like, sex is such a taboo thing. Like, we don't talk about it. Like, I never talk to my family at all about sex, ever. Like, yeah. I don't think that word's ever come up in our household. Like, and that's weird. Like, that's not, that's something that and happens. And why? Yeah, exactly. why? Exactly. Yeah. And that shouldn't be something that we don't talk about because it's unfair to w when you are entered into the world and then like things happen and like it it's just frustrating because I never really figured it out but uh I think I lost my train of thought what were we talking about uh the difference between like being romantic, romantic and being right. sexual um so again I've never been in a relationship so I've okay. never had the chance to experience that and I've been on dates a few times a few dates in which I've expressed my or, or like came out uh to them as like I identify as asexual and again they're always like what does that mean what can I do and it was interesting because there was two guys that I was seeing um when I was trying to discover my sexuality uh that I was met on like match.com mm -hmm. two very different guys that I think I went on a first date with both of them in the same day uh <laughs> nice <laughs> scheduling is hard um, <laughs> yeah, it was my only day off right, yeah it was my only day <laughs> off and I was like I have to leave I'm going somewhere else uh to another date uh <laughs> and so the one guy was a very sexual gentleman okay. nothing against that I think that's awesome but he like did not get it and he was very very sweet and he like he like it was almost like oh if I give you something then we can do the sex and I'm like no that no that's like that's no that's not how that works just because you like he gave me a book for my birthday and like he got me these tickets to see Lena Dunham reading her like book in person at a library I was like that's very sweet but like, that doesn't mean that there's an exchange of anything. Like, I'm not, I'm just not interested in you. Like, I'm yeah. sorry. Um, nor anyone. No, yeah, nor <laughs> in anyone that, in, in that, that way. way. And, but I still, like, didn't feel that we were connecting in any way. But he was trying so hard to, like, he was like, I don't know what else to do. And I'm like, it's, like, I just, it, I can't. I'm sorry. It's not something that I want. And then the other gentleman was, like, so sweet. And he's like, I get it. Like, we can go at whatever pace you want. Like, we don't even have to hold hands if that makes you uncomfortable. And he was, like, so kind and so giving that it made me uncomfortable because he was so patient. And I was like, no, now you're giving everything away from me. That's not fair. So it's, like, a weird balance of pressure. trying like, to find. Yeah, it's, like, how much do I give in to myself and how much do I give? Compromise. Yeah, that compromise. And it's hard to find that person who's going to understand both. Mm -hmm. And for sex and romance, I find... I think, like, romance and intimacy are very similar. Um, I guess, again, they are they can be easily combined because they are similar uh, subjects, but they are different. And for me, it's, like, romance is, the, it's, it's even just that, like, love, that feeling of, like, love when you, like, care mm -hmm. about someone. Like, when 
I, so I, I didn't, again, didn't have the romantic feelings, so I didn't think that I identified in that way until there was this, this gentleman. Um, <laughs> this gentleman. This gentleman yes. caller. And uh, we were in uh, a show together. I'm not going to go into too much detail, because I don't know who your <laughs> listeners are, and I don't want them to know. Um, and basically, I walked in the room, and immediately when I locked eyes with him, I was like, oh my god. But it wasn't a sexual thing. Like, it was just... And it was so strange because it was like, I'd never felt this way about anyone. And I didn't even know his name. And I was like, what? But it wasn't a sexual thing. It was just kind of like a weird, like... Love at first yeah, sight moment. Yeah, it was so weird. But he didn't feel it. So I don't <laughs> think it's true love. Um, and, <laughs> unrequited. Yeah, unrequited. Uh, so for a very long time throughout the process, I just like... I wanted to know what he was doing and where he was, and I wanted to... He was a writer, so I wanted to read everything he wrote because I was just, like, so infatuated with the presence of his being. Mm. Like, it had nothing to... Like, I didn't want to, like, cuddle on the couch with him, which, again, that's, like, more intimacy. That's the line there. Mm -hmm. But it's that's not what I wanted. I just wanted to be, like, around and, like, soaking up his, uh, like, existence. Essence. Yeah, which sounds so... I don't even know. It sounds so, like, hoity-toity. No, no, it sounds like adoration. It sounds yeah. like... Yeah. Yeah, but In it's, like... In awe of, like, enthralled by... Right. Yeah, something, yeah. yeah, but it's, like, I want to be able to find someone on that same level who feels the same about me, so it's, like, because I don't want it to be, like, you're, you're not, I'm not, like, a fangirl, you know? Like, yeah, no, weird, no, but yeah, no. Yeah, so I think there's that, uh, that attraction in a way of, like, of the person that they are, as opposed to the, the sexual attraction based on their body or whatever. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Um... So maybe that's, like, the best way I can describe it. Because yeah. that was the only time I really kind of felt that way. Yeah. Um, and then... Did you, did you know... I get, We'll speak about it mm. probably in the second half. But did you know you were capable of that before? No. Feeling no, that? no, no, no. Yeah. No, because I had never... Yeah, I'd never felt that way. And I was like, this is so weird. I don't understand yeah. what's happening. Um, yeah, and it was a very weird six six or seven weeks. Um, <laughs> yeah, the process. duration of the show. Yeah, yeah. And then I never really saw him again. Oh, <laughs> dear. Oh, it's so gone, so far away. Uh, yeah, and, you know, I, I got over it eventually. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, wait, he's actually an asshole, so... <laughs> so that helps with yeah, the helps. getting over. Yeah, that helps. Yeah. Uh, and then later on I had done a, uh, a, a... Then this is how I discovered I was bi-romantic, was there was a woman that I was working with um, on a show. <laughs> I don't want to get into too many details. <laughs> Again, yeah. Um, but she... I just... I, th I thought she was so fascinating. Like, I just thought the way that she created and her, like, she was so funny and just, like, her existence was just, like, so, it, like, it was just so exciting for me. And it, like, mm. just, like, yeah, there was, like, a ball of this, like, energy inside me whenever I was with her. Because I was like, I just think it's so great, like, whenever we're together and I'm bouncing off these ideas and, like, never... I just want to be around yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, if I had to, like, separate the sex and the romance thing, I'd kind of say that, maybe. Mm -hmm. But, again, I still don't even know. I'm figuring it out. Yeah, right, yeah. right. So you have, though, had some sexual experiences, mm -hmm. right? And do you continue to have sexual experiences because that that part's on a spectrum yeah, for people that identify fair. that way as well 
Because uh, some people are asexual and do have sex, yeah. and people are like, what? Yeah, it's so <laughs> weird. Yeah, and, like, the, fir- the first and only person I had sex with actually asked me, he's like, I saw you identified as asexual. I'm like, I do. And he's like, but then we had sex, so now I'm confused. I'm like, I'm not an alien. Like, I still have body parts. Like, my body parts still work the same way. Like, I can still get aroused, and I can still, like, like orgasm. Like, yeah. it's still something my body is capable of doing. It's yeah. just not something that is uh, activated based on a person or a, um, like, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's so weird because it sounds... In my head, it sounds so bad coming out because I'm like, it doesn't matter if you're here, if you're not. Like, I'd still, it would still, like, I'd still be able to get off. Like, it doesn't matter in that sense of, like, I, I think I, I think I talked to my therapist about this and I think the best way that I, like, he was able to say what it really meant was, like, mm-hmm. when I masturbate, yes. um, I don't think of anything. Yeah. Nothing. Or anyone. Anyone, yeah, nothing. Don't... No one nothing. or anything. It's a very solo. Yeah. And it's just, activity. like, it's just, like, the act, and it's, like, it's still, can, like, it can still get off, but that's it. Like, the, like it's a very mechanical yeah, act? Yeah, it's very mechanical, yeah. Mm. So, it is, yeah, exactly. And if it's if it's sex with a person, it's like, yeah, you can help me get there, but it has nothing, like, it doesn't mean that I'm attracted to you in that way, and yes, I know that you enjoy this, so mm-hmm. I'll do it for you, and I know that's also... Because like, I might have romantic feelings exactly. towards you, or intimacy feelings yeah. towards you. Exactly, so I think a lot of it is... So I'll let you be there. <laughs> pretty much, yeah, because I know that makes you happy. And yes. I was talking to someone actually after the kiss and tell who was talking to me about her roommate who identifies as ace, and she said how her roommate described it was, if my partner made me Brussels sprouts and placed them in front of me and said, mm-hmm. I like... I really want you to eat these. Like, I, I just, I, I, like, I put a lot of work into it, mm-hmm. and I would really, it would make me happy if you ate them. <laughs> I would eat the Brussels sprouts, but it's, like, not something that I would make on my own, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, and I like them okay, I guess. Yeah, but <laughs> and I'll enjoy them for you, I guess. But, yeah, so it's that compromise. And I wouldn't order them myself yeah. from a menu. <laughs> yeah, and it doesn't mean that they're, like, forcing me. Like, I, I'm not going to be, like oh, I have to do this. It's like, no, mm-hmm. if I feel inclined to because I like the person that you are and I want to keep this relationship as it is, I'll do this for you. Like, it's like, it is the compromise, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, That that's very interesting, actually, the way you said, um, I get aroused, I can get aroused, you know, mm-hmm. my body does, feels, you know, sexual mm-hmm. at times, but it's not activated by another person. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. That that really like that 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 dropped in for me. Okay. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Um, okay, I feel like we should maybe take a break okay. and then get into some of your ex- personal experiences, sure. perhaps. Yeah. Okay, great. So everyone, we're gonna have um, a couple words from our sponsor, and we'll be right back with Holly Wider. This episode has been brought to you by the worker owners of Come As You Are. Come As You Are has the peculiar distinction of being the world's only worker-owned cooperative sex shop. With feminist and anti-capitalist values, Come As You Are only carries sexuality products that they truly believe in at the lowest price possible. Enter coupon code BEDPOST when you check out at comeasyouare.com to receive a 15% discount. And don't forget that shipping on orders over $50 is free in Canada. That's B-E-D-P-O-S-T when you visit comeasyouare.com.
Hey everyone, it's Dick. And Max. The hosts of Off the Cuffs, a kink and BDSM podcast. A podcast for those in the lifestyle and those who are curious about it. Each week we sit down with a different guest to discuss their radioactive spider bite into kink. And it gives everybody a chance to express themselves in matters of sexuality. And a platform in which to express it. It's conversational, it's educational, and it's a lot of fun. More and more people have been reaching out to us telling us what they've learned about themselves just from us sharing our stories with each other every week. So find Off the Cuffs on iTunes or your favorite podcast streaming service and follow us on twitter and instagram at ocp kink hi everyone welcome back to the bedpost podcast i'm aaron pym and i'm here with holly wider hello hello <laughs> we were just saying on the break we thought we'd flip on the mic uh because we were wondering are there any like role models or, or characters or people in media that yeah. are ace, are on the ace spectrum, that yeah. you've seen and, and are like, yes! Yeah, I mean, specifically celebrity-based, I haven't really, like, indulged myself in that. Like, I haven't really um, researched any of that, but I know specifically, most recently, was BoJack Horseman's uh, character Todd. Yes. Which, it's so funny, because in the fourth season, they're very, like, open about his asexuality. But the third season is the one that I was like, yes! Because he has this moment where he's sitting there, and his Emily, his friend from high school, that, like, likes him says something about, like, oh, I don't understand. Are you gay? Like, do, what do you like? And he goes, I, no, I don't like guys. I don't like girls. I don't like anyone. And it was, like, such a empowering moment because I was like, that he's asexual. And it wasn't even him coming out and saying it. It was just, like, such a beautiful little scene. Yeah. I, I would watch it if anyone's interested. Yeah. But that's, like, how I feel. Like, being watching that, it's, like, that frustration of being, like, I'm sorry. I don't like, mm, yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. like anyone yeah exactly <laughs> and it's it's such a beautiful moment and then uh i've heard that like bell from beauty and the beast i identifies or that's is like thought of that way because like the whole gaston thing i mean not i mean gaston's i guess sexy because he's got his muscles and, sure and i mean in town and his ponytail and, yeah, you his know ponytail i don't know <laughs> but she's not interested in any way she's not interested in anyone in the town she just reads books all the time and then she falls in love with the beast and she's not even like sexually attracted to him because it's like I mean, like, that's the whole, like, oh, is she, like, into bestiality? Because she's, like... <laughs> but it's not about... It's not about him. It's not about the beast and his structure. It's about the person inside. That's what she falls in love with. Yes. And, like, that's the idea. And I also have heard that Liz Lemon from 30 Rock as well. Until yeah. the later seasons. Like, at the beginning, it's she's very, like, comes across as very asexual because she just kind of is, like gross and like sex she's like i hate it i just do it because like whatever <laughs> and i've had people compare me to liz lemon and i'm like i don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing yeah, should i take that <laughs> yeah, yeah thank you yeah exactly I'm like, okay thanks because <laughs> that's another thing um is in your experience or people that you know that also are on the ace spectrum because I've interviewed someone before where they were like, I had, for this many years, I mm. kind of lived asexually. Mm. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, and then after, you yeah, know. Yeah, about finding someone or something. I, and I know that that's also the case for some people. Like a friend of mine, we uh, she identifies ace as well, and she was with her boyfriend, and she was in an open relationship because it made it easier for her to be like, you know what, go have sex when you want to, because I'm not attracted to you. Yeah. Um. And but now she's like very, very sexual person. Yeah. I, I was, was gonna like yeah. I don't I don't know if that's like a very ignorant question no, of no, no, me no, to no, ask. No. Like, yeah. I like I think it again. It's a spectrum, and it it applies to different people. And I think what frustrates me is like, yes, of course, I've I've never experienced it, and maybe I will one day. Like maybe I'll experience that sexual attraction. I don't expect to. But it is, it's frustrating when people are like, oh, it's because like you phase. haven't, yeah, like you yeah. haven't met the right person. I'm like, no, that's not, 
that's not what this is. Like, it's not like I'm waiting for that right person to, like, pique my sexual interest. Like, that's mm-hmm. not what it is. And I think it's just because also the idea of asexuality, um, when I think people sometimes identify with it because uh, it's almost easier to go through, like, life being like, you know what, I'm just going to be, like, asexual. And then they're actually a sexual being, but it is, it is like, I think something that comes and goes in certain aspects. And I think it's because it's a spectrum thing where it's like, Sometimes you feel that way, and sometimes you don't. That's why also like gray, gray sexual is also like mm-hmm. you only you're only sexually interested sometimes, and like demisexual is you're only sexually attracted to someone once you know the person. Like there are different, different for sure, different ways. Um, I've always identified it as ace because I haven't had that, um, and any sexual experiences that I've had, which we can get into, mm-hmm. uh, it, it was never because I was sexually attracted to them. What I was doing was. So that I could, it was literally just so that I could have sex and get it over with. Like, I I got to a point where I was just so frustrated Mm -hmm. with people talking about sex and being like, I know it's not that big a deal. I just, like, don't want to be that person who's like, oh, virgin. Like, not Mm -hmm. that that there's a bad thing about being a virgin. But for me, it felt, especially as a writer, I'm like, I can't write about someone having sex when I've never had sex. And I know, like, I've seen movies. Like, I've seen, you know, and I know people who talk about it. But it's like, until I actually personally experience it, it's not something that I can really delve like divulge into like the actual act of it so when i was going after certain uh people in like my stories i had three strangers who i very very aggressively not aggressive i guess pursued yeah i pursued um to the point where i almost uh, like had sex with these strangers in various places um that probably wasn't the safest, but I was just like, I just want to get it over with. Just to I be just like, want the happy yeah, experience. Yeah, and just to be like, I have. So it's, okay, we're cool now. <laughs> like Everybody shut up about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it was just, yeah. Was it partially also you wanted to experience it to find out more about your asexuality? Yes. Is that a part of it? Uh, I think the main part was just so that I could, like, no longer Stop be a Stop talking about yeah, it. Yeah, I think yeah. it was like, because, and it also... Because people would be like, well, you've never had sex, so how do you know you're asexual? I'm like, which that's is not, that's not the same thing. Like, yeah. That's a completely different thing. Like, having the, like actually having sex with someone and being sexually attracted to them are two different things. There's a lot of people who have sex with people they're not sexually attracted to for other reasons, you mm-hmm. know? Like, that just happens sometimes when you're like, oh, okay. Like, yeah. Yeah. you know, it just happens. Uh, but for me, it was just kind of like, I just want to get over with so that's not, like, a topic that comes up. Yes. I don't want someone to be like, oh, well, you haven't had sex yet, so you can't say that. I'm like, yeah, yes. yeah, it was the society pressure that I think yeah. is on me. And I mean, a lot of women have sex for that reason. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> they don't want to be a virgin yeah. anymore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and when I have Then sex, they want to get it over with, especially as you're getting a little yeah. older. So many women that yeah. I've talked to, they're just yeah. like, I just want to get it, exactly. want to get and it when, over with. And when I did, I never told my, like, sexual partner that I was a virgin because I was like, I don't need I don't even you want. to coddle me. I don't yeah. need you to be like, oh, okay, we'll take this slow. I'm like, just get it over just get the ceremony yeah. out of it. Yeah. Just, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And so that yeah, since actually since I had sex, I was like, all right, I'm done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I haven't really, I, I had an experience in San Francisco that I kind of pursued only because it was, I was, I was traveling alone and I was sitting in front of the Golden Gate Bridge and there, it was at sunset and this guy, I was sitting with this guy, this stranger, I don't even know his name. And he tried to kiss me and I was like, ah, no. And then I was like, ah, fuck, when am I going to have this opportunity again? So I kissed him, and then things uh, 
went a little further. But again, that wasn't even me like searching for it. It wasn't me like looking for the sexual adventure. Like I think I'm at a point in my life and in in my asexuality spectrum right now Mm -hmm. where I'm like, I just want to find someone who I'm comfortable being around and like be with that person. Mm -hmm. That's where I'm at now. And I think that like the sexual adventures I had were very important for me to lead up to where I am now. Mm Mm-hmm. So let's go through them. All right. All right. <laughs> what was happening like high school? You said you were kind of seeing other people. No. So like other people. and No, I didn't experience any really interest in high school. Um, and I had a boyfriend who kind of, again, was a mistake. Not a mistake, but it was just kind of like <laughs> I heard that he liked me. And mm. I was like, oh, okay, I'll ask him to grad. And then he, like, asked me to be his girlfriend on Facebook, and I was like, okay, Um. fine. But we, like, barely, like, we barely touched in any way. Like, even just, like, holding hands, he was, you could tell he was so uncomfortable. And, like, he's now a very, like, openly gay man. And it's like, yes, we knew you were gay when you were that age. He just, Mm -hmm. like, didn't want to come out, which is fine. And Thunder Bay is a very, like, unfortunately, uh, they're not, they're not cultured uh, in Thunder Bay in that sense. So it takes a long time for people to come out. Um, So I get why he was in the closet, but it was just like, yes, this is why I didn't feel anything for you. And I thought you were a nice guy, but I just kind of felt bad. (laughs) And then I literally, the next day I I moved away and then I broke him with him the day after because the day I moved away was his birthday. So I have to wait until his birthday's over. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. 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 And then there was a guy in high school who I was friends with. Um, We did classes together, like improv, drama, stuff. Mm -hmm. And we got along really well, but I never felt any sort of sexual attraction to him. And he ended up dating my best friend. So they ended up meeting at my birthday party and then like connecting and started dating. And part of me was like, Oh, like I introduced you guys. It's so exciting. But also it was like, you guys don't make sense together. And it wasn't even like a jealousy thing. I just was like, you guys are totally like, you just don't make sense together. Like they were just so different. Um, and I remember this guy would always like make comments about me, like physically which went over my head like mm. until after where I was like oh I think oh, he was like, flirting yeah I yeah yeah like he was very adamant about how much he loved my boobs which I was like and what okay I don't know like I was over they're my a part head. of my like, body yeah exactly I was like I don't know why you're I also have nice elbows yeah exactly exactly so I didn't get that and then later on after he split up with his girlfriend and my best friend at the time we ended up uh like kind of fooling around a bit uh, which, to my own accord, was not very good, great for <laughs> the situation because he was the ex of my best friend. Uh, yes, of course. Which is the reason why I was like, no, I don't want to do this anymore. But it wasn't the actual reason um, because I remember... It was the excuse. Yeah, it was the excuse because I remember... It's wrong. Yeah, exactly. It was so easier. It's so much easier to say that than to be like, I'm not interested in you. And I didn't yeah. know I was asexual at the time. But it made sense to me afterwards. I was like, oh, that's why I wasn't... I didn't want to pursue him in that way because it was... We were alone together on the couch. We were watching Whose Line Is It Anyway? And then <laughs> nice. he kind of just, like, came on to me. And I was like, whoa, okay, I'm just going to do this. And the whole time I was like, I said, I'm so bored. Like, when are we, what are what are we, are we doing? doing? Yeah, I was just like, oh, God. What are Colin we Colin Mockery? I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah. And I was <laughs> just like, Styles. are we done yet? Yeah. It's just like, oh. And so then, then I was like, oh, we can't. Because, you know, like, Amanda, like, oh, we can't. Like, AKA, leave now. Yeah, pretty much. And then, <laughs> and then I put myself in the situation again. We were alone together. And we were watching Avatar. And, I, and then he was like, oh, my back hurts. Can you give me a massage? Yeah. You know, the classic <laughs> move. Takes his shirt off. And I was like, this is so weird and then again he starts like coming on to me and we get to a point where we're like lying in his bed and I'm like 
yeah, I can't do this anymore. Like, I just keep thinking about Amanda. But it was me being like, I don't, like, I'm not interested. Like, I just am not. And it's not that you're not attractive. Like, he's a very good-looking guy. But I was just like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah, yeah. So that was kind of afterwards when I realized, oh, like, there's, there's a reason for this. It wasn't just me. In hindsight. Yeah. Reflection. Yeah, so, and then, like, other other times that I've had sexual experiences, it's always just, it was to lead to the point of, like, let's just get this over with, but mm. it was very much where I'd be, like, making out with a guy, or, like, you know, he would be doing sexual things, and I'd be, like, oh, okay, let's just, fuck, let's just fucking get this over with, like, mm-hmm. I'm so, I'm bored, I'm so bored. Yeah. Like, it was the idea where it's, like, I can just do this on my own, it'd be so much easier. <laughs> and better. Yeah. Yeah, because, <laughs> yeah, like, they're not going to I wouldn't have to be with you right yeah, now. Yeah, like, yeah, but it was just me being, like, oh, I just want to get it over with to say that I've done it, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for me, at least, that's what I've, my, my experiences have been. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so. When did you have like an aha, an Oprah aha Mm -hmm. moment at any point where you were like, it's not that I, I just didn't like that guy and I didn't like that guy in that way and that guy in that way and whatever. And then did you ever realize, oh, it's not that I didn't like those guys. Mm -hmm. It was that I don't, I don't think I'm capable of. No, like, all I can remember... Feeling that way for anyone. Yeah, I think, like, the documentary itself was, like, its launching point. And I don't remember... I think I, like, casually started picking up little pointers here and there. And there was never really, like, you're right, I am asexual. Uh, But I think I started to, like... It it was a process of me, like, casually identifying as it. And, like, saying it to people. Like, it was that slow process. Testing their... Yeah. Yeah, gauging the reaction. Yeah, and I, I have a tattoo on my foot that is in the shape of an A, and it's, like, also got music and stuff that I, I designed. Mm-hmm. And, again, it's, like, one of those things where people ask me about it, and I have to, like, gauge if I want to be, like, the A stands for ace. Like, it's for asexuality, because I identify that way. But I don't tell everyone that. Like, it depends on who I'm talking to and the situation, sure. and sometimes I'll be like, nah, I don't know, guess. And I'm like, they're not going to guess what it stands for, but <laughs> this is a fun game. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, it was like a very uh, casual process, and even my family don't know, doesn't know. That's what my mm-hmm. next question was going to yeah. be. Did you ever have, like, a coming out? No, and I, I think it's also because uh, I'm from Thunder Bay, mm-hmm. and it's a very, like, close-knit uh, community like they're just not op- they, their ideas aren't open and like you know I just remember telling my mom about my friend who is non-binary and she didn't understand she's like no he's a guy I'm like no no he doesn't identify that way so like no no not a guy <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> so it was just like she my yeah my whole family just doesn't understand and I remember I had posted again on Facebook a couple asexual things and I remember Skyping with my mom and she said they were talking at a barbecue uh, my family, and I guess they were talking about how I'm going to be, al- I'm always alone, and they're afraid of me being alone forever. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> my family doesn't get me. Like, but every, but like every young uh, yeah. woman. Yeah, of course. Every parent's right. getting on their young woman. Yeah, yeah. You know. And like, every one of my family's in a relationship except for me. I've never been in a relationship, so obviously you're going to talk about it. And then I think one of my sisters mentioned, like, oh, like, I think she identifies as asexual. And my mom just was telling the story, and she's like, whatever the fuck that means. And I was like, whoa. All right. Okay, well, that just means I'm never going to tell yeah, you. Yeah, if I'm testing the waters, yeah, message like, received. Yeah, exactly. And I'm, and my mom's, a, like, a very loving person. It's just, like, I feel, I wouldn't feel comfortable. Now, after that, I was like, cool. All right, well, it's not like I need to. Like, it's not like I really need to tell them about how I identify sexually. Like, mm-hmm. But it is, yeah, I think that it really depends on the people I'm talking to. And What about to, like, your friends? Did you ever have a... 
conversation yeah. with them about it, kind of? Um, I mean, I, my close friends, I think eventually I did, like, I would say it, or I would, it would always be, like, a casual drop-in conversation, and <laughs> then they'd be like, what? <laughs> okay, I guess we'll talk about it. Um, <laughs> if you're making yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And, yeah, I think it was, again, it was a very, like, slow process of that revelation, and even some people still don't get it, and they're like, okay, sure, whatever. But yeah. a lot of people were just like, okay. Sure, that's how you identify. Great. Yeah. Yeah. And is asexual, whenever you say that word, do you think that's a word that um, opens up a conversation for you to talk about your asexuality? Yes. Like, kind of like the word queer, the whole thing with it, like, rather than saying I'm gay or I'm Mm -hmm. bisexual or queer kind of like... Uh, inspires the question, oh, what, what is, is your, you? yeah, yeah, what is your queer? Yeah, yeah, I, every, almost every single time I'll bring People, it up. Yeah, you say ace like, what? and they say, what, is that what now? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and again, I'm happy to educate. Like, I'm, I'm happy to, to take that strand because I think more people need to know about it. Mm-hmm. And it is starting to become in our society a little bit more of an, a, like, an idea that people can wrap their head around. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I even just a friend of mine, I told her we were at a show together and she was talking about something and she brought up dick and I was like, yeah, I'm not into that. And she's mm-hmm. like, what do you mean you're not into dicks? And I was like, I'm, I'm asexual. And she's like, wait, what? What does that mean? Oh my gosh, you're so interesting. Tell me everything. Like, okay. Oh Great. God. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, it is, it's like exciting because I'd rather have that reaction than someone be like, what? That's not a yeah, thing. You can't just like you can't... choose a label and go with it. And I'm like, yeah. Mm can't just choose nothing yeah exactly yeah actually i can yeah yeah so i think for me and i do find it's very difficult as well in the dating world like yes yeah tell me about that a little bit yeah because you are you are you on some online platforms i was i was and then i realized like this is not really the route to go in just because i find that specifically online dating is it's for, for people who hooking hook up hookup culture yeah. or it is for people who are looking for long-term relationships and i it's, I still need to accept this in myself, but I, like, don't want to, like, burden anyone, and I don't want to say that being asexual is a burden, but I feel like it's just, like, another bomb to drop on someone. It's like if I if I tell them, someone I don't want kids and we've been dating for six months and they're like, well, that's what, all I want, it's then it's like, well, so we have to, yeah, then I'm sorry. So it's, like, one of those things where I'm like, is my asexuality going to be a deal breaker for someone? Like, is that something that someone needs in their relationship? But it's also not something that you just, like, tentatively drop on the first date. So it's like, I don't want to pull someone into... Is it on your profile? No. No. Because that's a thing. I, well, I, I don't know, because obviously I don't identify that way. But I do identify, like, like say, as Polly. And that's mm-hmm. something I, I'll put yeah. right right on the profile. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be... So that the only people, unless it's just people fucking sending me, hi, yeah. or dick pics or whatever, yeah, yeah. it's like... The idea is that people are only contacting me yeah. that are okay with ethical non-monogamy, yeah, yeah. and they're okay with me having a primary. Yeah. So, like, right there, it's like, let's narrow there it right know. down, mm-hmm. right off the bat. Yeah, I mean, like, I've toyed with putting it on, like, I've had it on there sometimes, and then sometimes I'll take it off, and yeah. I think it's also, like, just the anxiety of it, where it's, like, these strangers who don't know anything about me are Now know this very this, intimate yeah. thing yeah. about me. Yeah, so yeah. it's, like, for me, I think the only way I could ever really be with someone is like meeting meeting someone organically which doesn't happen very often anymore so i'm just like unfortunately like yeah yeah but i agree yeah i'm kind of i'm on the prowl right now (laughs) (laughs) and i'm like i but i don't like 
Ugh, it's tough. The yeah. online thing, the online yeah. game. It's, yeah. It takes a lot of um, time and effort and... Ugh, yeah. It's just like, why? I just want to, like, have a conversation. Yeah, oh, my God. And it just, like, it's so unorganic. It's just such very. a, like, very, like, oh, if you say this this way, I don't like you anymore. Unmatch. And you're like, what? What the fuck? You don't know anything about me. Like, yeah. 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 Because yeah. most, you're right about the hookup culture. Most people mm. with the online dating, like, that means sex. I'm, I'm wondering, if, is there, like, some sort of asexual... Um, version of no. OK Cupid. Uh, or... No, uh, I do think like I've been using. I think recently I've not not maybe it's Match. No, I don't think it's Match. But it, one of the sites which isn't one of the swipe left, swipe right, which I think mm-hmm. is very useful <laughs> for hookup culture because you are physically seeing someone being like, yes, please, like yeah. that is exactly what that what app is, is for. And yeah. uh, I can't. I obviously I can't do that because I'm like that's not how I want to interact with, with people. Someone. Yeah, I'm like, it's not, I, I don't want to see you and be like, yeah, let's get it on, yeah, which is fine if that's what someone wants to do, do it. Yes. All the power too. But for me, I'm like, that's not, it's not what you want to do. I want. So it's hard. And like, for me, when I was on like Bumble and Tinder, I'd, I'd have to like scroll through pictures and I'd be judging the type of picture as opposed to like them. <laughs> the composition of I'd the picture. Like, if you're not smiling, why are you on here? Like, <laughs> yeah. or like, yeah, just the way that it's set up. And it's like, you have to judge the type of person they are based on their picture. This picture, which is their, impossible. Like, yeah. yeah. And so it's like, well, then you look at their profile and it's like this whole game. I'm like, I don't want to play a game. Like that's not what it should be. <laughs> I don't want to play a video game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do that on my own time, you know? I'm wondering what, like, for you, what is your ideal, where you are right mm-hmm. now in your aceness? Like, what is your ideal setup yeah, for yourself? Yeah. What are you looking for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've talked to my therapist about this, too, because like, <laughs> I literally just want someone who's nice and interesting, mm-hmm. and who shares the similar interests and is, like, very, like, caring and mm-hmm. has the same values of life as I do, mm-hmm. but is also okay with the fact that I'm ace. Like, I think the idea of bringing that up and being aware that uh, if we, we do have sex, it is for you. Like, it, like yes, I can still enjoy it, but it's going to be for you. And it doesn't mean that when we have sex, I'm not going to, I'm going to be like, okay, whatever. I'm just going to lay on the bed. Yeah, I'm going to show up. I'm yeah, still going to be. Yeah. And I'll like be there for you, but uh, in the compromise, then I want you to also be there for me, like emotionally. Like that's mm-hmm. what it is that I'd be looking for, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, and it's, that's hard to really like relay to someone. Cause it's like, its own commitment, almost, of, like, you better be there for me emotionally <laughs> if I'm going to be here for you, essentially, like, you know? Uh, yeah, so, give and take. Yeah. Natural give and take of, like, any relationship. Yeah, exactly. And, like, a lot of the things that we all value in relationships, mm-hmm. like, you want to have stuff in common and you want to have yeah. the same value systems yeah. and, like, the same, yeah, mm-hmm. zest for life, yeah. the, the same drive exactly, and, like, yeah. respect each other and, like, yeah. yeah. Is it ideal to be with another ace person? I don't know. People have asked that too before. And like, I'm uh, part of this uh, ACE group on, uh, like it's a Toronto ACE group in mm-hmm. on Facebook that they do like meetups and I haven't been yet. I think it's just because group settings make me very anxious. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, so I like have been meaning to like test it out. And there was one last week I was like, I'll go. And then I, on the day. I'm and like, no, no, I will not. <laughs> uh, Today so, is not yeah, the day for yeah. that. Eventually maybe I'll make it out. But it's also like, that would be great, but that doesn't, that's... The idea is that 1% of the population identifies as ace. Mm-hmm. I don't think that statistic is true. Okay. Um, you think it's higher? I think it's higher, mm-hmm. um, only because I think the idea of asexuality is something that's so new. And I, I know a lot of people who are in, like, sex, sexless marriages, and it's because they're just, like, they're not interested in sex, but 
back in the time, like, you know, like 20 years ago, they were like, well, I have to be with someone and I just want to be with someone who loves me. So, okay. Like, I'll I think, have sex once a yeah, month. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Yeah. So I think there's, there are a lot more than it is, but even the 1%, then it's like the 1% of the 1%. It's like the, finding someone in this world is already hard enough. And then narrowing it down to 1% of the population is like. Very daunting. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, so it is its own struggle, I think. And I, I think, yeah, that that would be great because then we'd have the same values of that and it wouldn't ever feel like... That would be a conversation yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that so, needs to happen. Mm-hmm. And, and However, as you're saying, like it is all a spectrum, so they could identify as asexual mm-hmm. but, but still yeah. want to have sex, yeah. as you are kind of mm-hmm. talking about before. Yeah. 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 Or so. want romance or not want romance. Yeah. So... So, yeah, exactly. Even within it is, yeah, it's own, uh, it's its own the spectrum, it's like, so, are you going to align in all those yeah. ways? So without putting that block on my own, like, relationship searching, mm-hmm. I, I'm just, like, keeping it open. Because if I put that, like, oh, you also have to be asexual as mm-hmm. well as all these other things that I'm looking for in a partner. Uh, it just, yeah, I just, hopefully, whatever, whatever energy I'm putting out into the world will be reciprocated. I don't mm-hmm. know. <laughs> have you ever had someone... Oh, well, I guess you kind of told me that already. I was going to say, ever have someone on a date just get a negative response when you did come out with that? Or um, Not particularly. I think it was most of the time because people don't get it. They're just like... It's just a it's not just getting like a, it. Thing. Yeah, it's just like a word for them. Like, okay, cool. Uh, so so like, moving on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's never like, what are you talking about? I can't believe you. Why would you do that to me? Like, it's never that. Okay, at all. good. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I also, again, like, I don't, it's not something that I open up with right out of the gate. It's yeah. something I'll, like, play, play my footing in. I always, I also feel like it might be a thing just because this is kind of a thing that happens just with people that don't identify as ace is that you meet a person and you like the idea of the person and you're willing to, and you're like, oh, but it'll be different with me. Like I can, I can change that right. because I'm fantastic and yeah. I'm, I'm going to be the person that yeah that will make this person fall oh, in yeah. love with me or, yeah. or whatever, or not be asexual. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Asexual <laughs> is what yeah. I said. You know what I mean? Like you, you uh, think you can change them yeah. and you, yeah, exactly. So it's just... Is that a thing you've ever encountered? Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah. I Well, to be very explicit, um, one of the one guy, there was the nice guy that was, like, very kind and sweet, and the guy was, like, very sexual. And he, I think he literally told me, like, you know, like, I like I give the best head, and if you just let me go down on you, you'll understand. And I'm like, what? Get out of here. Yeah. Excuse me, first of all, how do you know you give the best, okay? First of all, <laughs> yeah, you probably first testing don't. that. First of all, you probably don't. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You have to claim that. And I was like, no, that doesn't change it. Like, no, thank you. I will pass. Hard pass. Thank you. <laughs> Hard pass on that. Yeah. Oh man. So okay, Holly, can you? We're kind of wrapping it up here. Can you tell me about? um, Do you want to tell me a bit about your one woman writings that you're doing? One woman show writings that you're doing. What are the plans for that? Yeah, I. I think I have many plans for everything right now. So it's one of the ideas in Mm. my head uh, that I want to write a show about. Uh, like it's a narrative show, so it'd be like autobiographical, but it's not me. uh, Of in my head, the the relationship would be this woman who is in a relationship with her partner who wants to move in with her, and she hasn't come out as ace yet. Mm-hmm. So she's going to the doctor to see if she can fix herself, mm. and then in the end realizes that like that's just part of who she is. And is that a thing that you? 
I don't, I don't think, like, I don't think that's something I can fix. I think it's just, like, the idea that people, again, can fix things, and it is, like, uh, with uh, homosexuality and, like, bisexuality, and any sure. sexuality, it's, like, part of your brain. Like, it's just who you are. Mm-hmm. Like, so, I'm not thinking that, like, anything could change that. No, 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 but, I'm, I'm more, I guess, the question was, like, did you at one point think that something was wrong with you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that maybe you would have gone to a doctor, yeah. wanted to go to a doctor yeah. to try and fix it. Oh, totally. Yeah. 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 That's where that... Storyline comes yes. from, right? Sorry to distract that. Oh no, yeah. no, no. Yeah. yeah. So I definitely, yeah, I think that's the like narrative of the story and like dealing with that, and then also throwing in my own personal anecdotes throughout to like fill the story. Yeah, yeah. Character. And okay, uh, you were we were also talking pre podcast that you are a podcaster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tell me about that. Uh, yeah. So it's called You, Me, and Us. The You is a you, not Y O U. Yeah. Um, and it's my friend from Vancouver. Uh, who just kind of contacted me and was like, let's just do, like, a recording of our conversations because we are always, like, whenever we talk, it's always, like, so passionate. It's always about art. And it's just, like, trying to put that energy out there to be like, we, we're we all in this together because art can be so just, you're so in your head and you're all by yourself and you feel so isolated, but everyone's in the same struggle. So it's, like, putting that out there to be like, yo, this is what we're doing. What are you doing? Like, share it with us. Like, open up this, uh, this yeah, just open up the conversation and keep it. Like, just keep talking about it and awesome. don't feel alone. So. And you guys are on iTunes are. or where are you guys? iTunes, yeah. Yeah. And what is it again? You, you, me, and us. You, me, and us. Perfect. Yeah. And do you have anywhere that you want people to follow you? Uh, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at, uh, at HollyIsWider. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you can f- check out my website, HollyWider.com. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming Thank in. Thank you. Speaking this is so me. great. I'm so This has happy. been... Uh, I hope... Uh, yeah, I hope you're happy. Yes. Because I, I feel like... You got a lot of great information out there for Good. people. I'm, I'm hoping that, yeah, I'm hoping someone can listen. And I've understand. been enlightened. I feel enlightened. Good. So yes. I hope other people <laughs> Good. Love get, it. get the same thing out of it. <laughs> well, thank you. So what, oh my God, thank you. Once again, everybody, this is Holly Wider and I've been Aaron Pym and this is the Bedpost Podcast. Check, what did I say? Podcast, I feel like it's a podcast <laughs> weird. Check back weekly, everybody, because we release a new episode every single Friday. And if, well, if you want to rate and review the podcast on iTunes while you're there, I'd really, really appreciate it. If you're in Toronto and want to see Bedpost live, the Variety Stage Show runs at the Social Capital Theatre the third Friday of every month at 8. And uh, in the new year, we're going to start at the Super Wonder Gallery the last Tuesday of every month at 9. For more information on Bedpost, go to bedpost.ca. You have uh, any comments or suggestions or questions, shoot me an email at thebedpostsexshow at gmail.com. Lastly, the Bedpost podcast features original music by Stephanie Copeland, who can be reached at her website, stephcopelandmusic.com. What up, what up, listeners? I'm Vong Show, official spokesperson for gay, super cute Asians, and host of Rice Asian Movies Podcast, proud to be the newest member of the Sonar Network. Each Tuesday on the podcast, we review Asian-led films through the lens of representation, and we debate a cultural topic plucked from the movie's themes. You can find us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts by searching for Rice Asian Movies Podcast. This week's episode, we explore representation in Harold and Kumar Go to White Castle, of course, in honor of the 420 holiday, and debate weed consumption within the Asian community.